should show the same diligence to the full assurance of faith until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, God's infallible purpose in Christ. For when God made a promise to Abraham, he could swear, he would, he could swear by no other greater. He swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and in multiplying, I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by a greater, an oath of confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. That's God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Verse 18 says that, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might be strong, we might have a strong consolation. We have fled for refuge to lay hold the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, the Bible says that, Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want us to read Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10 together as a family. Ready, go. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. We started talking about a subject matter I entitled, Your labor in the Lord shall be rewarded. Tell somebody your labor in God shall be rewarded. Oh, tell somebody your labor for God will be rewarded. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get weary and we get tired because we are looking at the people we have done good for in the name of the Lord to say thank you. And when they don't say thank you, we get frustrated and sometimes we grow weary and give up. Amen. But you must understand that anytime you do any good to anybody or for the church or for any organization in the name of the Lord, you haven't done it to the person. You haven't done it for the person. You have done it as unto the Lord. And God will repay. Amen. I said God will repay. Even us as human beings, we know how to pay our debts. How much more God? God has never owed anybody. And he's not going to start owing us now. Amen. He's going to pay. So we started talking about the labor, labor, labor. Somebody say labor. And we said a few things about the labor that we labor for God. And I said to you that the labor we labor for God is something that 
does not necessarily buy our salvation. None of us can work to pay for the price of our sins. None of us can work for salvation. Yes, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man boast in it. So nobody can tell you that, uh, say, uh, five Hail Marys or say 20 Hail Marys and do uh, five Lord's Prayer and you will be absolved from all your sins. That is not true. It's not scriptural. The Bible says that as many as believed in his name, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. So we don't work to be children of God. Once we believe and we have faith in his name, the faith through faith is what absorbs us from our sins. Amen. But that doesn't mean that because of the, the grace, it doesn't mean that we must not work. I told you that there's a certain type of teaching going on in the body of Christ today. That's the grace teaching which says that we are saved by grace. And because we have grace, we must not do any work. In fact, such people preach that you don't, don't have to pay, give offering. You don't have to pay your tithe because Jesus brought grace. And because of the grace, there's no more tithe. In fact, I had a pastor DM me in my uh, DM to say to me that he, he was listening to our message, uh, our preaching, and then he, he wrote somewhere on the Facebook that I am preaching the wrong message because I'm saying that People should tithe. Because grace, no tithe. Now Jesus has taken away, abolished the curse of the law, so we are saved by grace. So if you want to give, you give. But if you don't want to give, you're okay. Hallelujah. But I came to tell you, that even Jesus talked about tithe. He said to the, you Pharisees, you tithe on your mint and your cumin and all that. These things you should have done, not forgetting the rest. Which means that he never abolished tithe. He said you should pay your tithe and do other things also. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So it, faith does not negate labor. Amen. The second thing we said about um, labor was what? Very quickly, let's run through so we can. Our labor is what? With God. Sorry? We labor with God, which means that we partner with God. Bible says that we are partners, co-workers, or co-laborers together with God. Hallelujah. So God always works with us, which means that the little we do, God amplifies it. Amen. The, you just witness to somebody, God amplifies it, and it does wonders for, for the kingdom of God. Because God is our partner. Have you ever worked with somebody who was a very good worker before? If you have a good worker as your partner, you do well, isn't it? When you write a report, it comes out good because you are working with somebody who is good. Have you ever been in discussion group with a lazy person before? They'll make you carry it. Hallelujah. But God will not let us carry the labor. God always augments the little we do. Amen. Next one. God knows our works. Hallelujah. He says, I know your works. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, he says, I know your works. I know your works. I know your works. God knows your work. You see, when you are doing good deeds in secret for the poor, you think nobody sees. God sees it. 
Amen. Next one. Sorry? God does not forget. He does not forget. God will never forget anything we do for him. Men will forget. When you do good to him for a man, man will forget, but God doesn't forget. Hallelujah. That's why it's better to do good for God than to do it for man. Amen. Next one. Our labor in the Lord is for eternity. Amen. It's only eternity that will reward us. Hallelujah. Next one. Our labor is rewardable. Amen. It means that there is a harvest. Once you sow, you must expect the harvest. So anything you do for God, expect God's reward. You know, some people sow and they forget the ground that they sowed on. And they move away. So when the harvest comes, they are not there to reap the harvest because they've moved away. Some people pay their tithe and offering, but the problem is that it's as if it doesn't work. Not because it doesn't work, but we don't have expectation. And the Bible said the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off, which means that when you give an offering and you give your tithe, expect a return. Hallelujah. Expect. In, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, the Bible says, it says that given shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over shall men put onto your bosom, which means that you must expect men to bless you. So once you have given, you must expect. But if you are not expecting, your blessing comes and passes you by. Maybe Mr. Prinkinston has come to be the blessing of all the good deeds you have done. And then you look at him. The man says, oh, hello. Man, I don't want you. You like me. No. He's never said he likes. He just said, hello. Maybe he's just come to say, I don't know, but the Lord has spoken to me that I should come and give you this envelope. But because you said, <clears throat> no, you've been praying for, for money. But you saw the man. When you saw him, you thought that he was interested in you. So you just squeezed your face. And he takes his envelope. And he takes himself and goes away. Hallelujah. How many have missed some, some blessings? Somebody was coming to bless you. You know, in these days, these, these days we don't even expect anymore. But when I was growing up as a Christian, a young Christian, expecting somebody to bless you was part of our, Christ, our upbringing as Christians. I mean, this word, I don't know, but the Lord has laid on, upon my heart to bless you, was common. These days, because we don't want God to speak to us to give to somebody, we don't hear God saying that somebody should give us anything. So that we, can, we, we are absorbed from anything. How many understand what I'm saying? You don't want God to say, speak to you to give your, your best shoe to anybody. It, you start binding that you bind the devil right now. Say the devil is speaking. Yeah. The Lord says that give your car to that brother. I bind that voice in the name of Jesus. You start speaking in tongues right now. Because Satan has entered the church. Hallelujah. But I want you to begin to expect and also expect to be used to bless somebody. 
Hallelujah. Next one. Our labor is either accepted or rejected. Jesus was saying that when you pray, don't stand in the market square and lift up your voice and pray so eloquently. Because when you do that, it is not accepted in heaven because you have received your reward on earth by men. But when you pray, enter your closet. Close the door behind you. And the God that sees in secret will reward you openly. Hallelujah. So let us learn to do good wherever because God sees and he rewards us. Amen. Is that all? The labor has no end date. Our labor does not end. It doesn't end the day somebody is ungrateful. It doesn't end the day that somebody, instead of paying you with the good that you have done for them, they pay you with evil. It doesn't end there. Your labor for, 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 for the Lord, for everybody, is never ending. When somebody is ungrateful, move on doing good still. Because you are not doing it for man. You are doing it for the Lord. Hallelujah. Next one. So we started talking about the areas where we have to do well. The areas we have to do good. The first one was where? Our labor of love. Someone say labor of love. Listen, love is a labor. Amen. Amen. To love people is not easy. To love people is, you see, some, the, the definition of labor is that labor is work. Labor is tiring. Labor has an, a start date, start time, and uh, end time. Labor is effort. Labor is exertion of energy. It, is, it, it, it has a lot of things that will impact on you. In the same way, the labor of loving people. I'm not talking about loving your friends. As for your friends, it's easy to love them. The people you know, it's easy to love them because you know them. They're your family, it's easy to love them. But to love strangers is not an easy thing. It takes effort to love strangers. It takes effort to be kind to people. Especially when people become mean to you. It takes effort, extra effort to keep doing good. Amen. People are not loving. People are not lovable. Amen. But you must show them love. Hallelujah. You must continue to show people love. Have you ever had somebody gossip about you? And you, you have been told about the gossip and it was very painful. How many have had that before? And then the person, same time, comes, turns around and comes, needs something from you. That is what, what I call labor. Hallelujah. Because this love would take something out of you. This love is not easy. How many of you, Monday morning is not easy? Going to work is not easy. Especially after a weekend we've had like this. It's not easy to gather yourself to go to work. That is when work becomes work. Hallelujah. When it's not easy to love, that is when love becomes a labor. And that is what is rewarded by God. Hallelujah. So let us learn to labor in love. The next one we talked about. We are all, these are all summaries of what we've talked about already. 
Next one was what? Giving. Labor of giving. Somebody says that I'm tired of giving. I am tired. You know, church, every time, give, 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 give. I'm tired. But that is when you have to labor to give. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.28, let him who stole steal no more, but rather labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to the one who has need. Hallelujah. So we must labor in giving in the house of God. Hallelujah. God is not just about blessing, blessing, blessing. Sometimes God will rather we bless others. In fact, the Bible says the liberal soul shall be made fat. It is more blessed to what? Give than to receive. And it's, it's not easy giving. It's hard work. Always giving. Always giving. But that is what God expects from us. Amen. In, 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 in our world today, we are taught in the church always to expect to receive from God. Always to receive. I receive it. I receive it. I see you being blessed. I see you having dominion. I see you this. We are all receiving. We are not taught to give. Anytime you start talking about giving, people squeeze their face. And they start accusing you of being a thief. How many have heard that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, incidentally, it's only in the church that giving is very, very minuscule compared to what we do elsewhere. Hallelujah. Can I preach? Oh, I said, can I preach? There was a time that uh, the denominations went to, to uh, 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 chat. They, had, they went to dinner. The 50-pound note, 20-pound note, 10-pound note, 5-pound note, and then the coins. They went to have a chat, a dinner. And then when we were in the dinner, obviously 50-pound notes started bragging. Uh, yesterday, I was in Harrods. Then I went to uh, the, the nightclub and then I was um, started talking about in the city center buying stuff and everything. Then the five pound note said, where is Harold? And he said, me, I, the, I, I was in uh, uh, Winner's Chapel, then I went to Angels Delight Church and I went to uh, LCGCI Church. And then the one person yes, me to also go to places like that. 50 people said, oh, ah, I was in Sunday school and I came to the main church. And then the 50 pound note said, I don't know where these places are. I don't go to church. Then the, the 20 pound note said, as for me, I am used to sniff cocaine. I've never been to church. It is only in church that you say, we are buying this building. Let everybody bring a special offering so we can use to purchase this building. Then somebody brings five pounds, a special offering to buy this building. And another person brings three pounds, 50p, to buy this building. And another person brought one pound in the envelope. And the envelope is even more than one pound. Preach, Pastor, preach. These same people will live here and go to the uh, shopping center and spend money they don't have. 
to get into all sorts of debt. Hallelujah. And they don't like it when they come to church and the pastor is talking about money because then they start accuse the pastor of being a thief. See the pastor's shoes, ah, that's my tithe, that's my special offering. See the pastor's wife wear and have a new bag, say, hey, our offerings are suffering. Mm. Let me not go on. <laughs> Let's move on. What's the next one? <laughs> That's where we got to. Okay, number, what number are we on? Number three. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Um, Number three, your labor of service in the house of God. Your labor of service in the house of God is very important. How many work in the house of God? See, what a lot of people don't realize is that the church doesn't clean itself. The church doesn't organize itself. You know, all these people that were singing beautifully and playing beautifully, they didn't just come by, walk out of the street, and they came singing nicely. They have had to spend hours rehearsing. You know, it's not easy to have people sing, oh, and they stop in the middle, then they go, oh, then they stop, then they, they where did to be? Praise. Then we all clap. Because we are not part of them. We just enjoyed it. But it takes effort. Amen. And that is labor. The singers, how many of you sound that you don't want, to, you don't feel like singing, but you have to sing? Give me a wave. Sometimes they have uh, their menstrual, whatever, and it's painful and they are tired and they don't want to sing. And they have to sing. You see, I was a choir director, so I know some of these things. I know when they are in their thing. Give them the notes. They will make their face. I know that I need to back off. (laughs) It's not every time that you have to push them. But if you push, you can easily get yourself in trouble. Hallelujah. But that labor will be rewarded. Luke chapter 1. It is labor. Luke chapter 1. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Verse 5. The Bible said, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and his name was, her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, working in all commandments and ordinances in the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well in advance, well advanced in years. So it was while he was serving as a priest before the Lord God in the order of his division, according to the custom of priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense. When he went to the temple of the Lord, the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing by his right side at the altar of incense. And Zechariah saw, and he was troubled, and fell upon, fear fell upon him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. Hallelujah. This was a man who was serving in the house of God. He had a need. People that serve have needs. They don't serve because all is well with them. They don't serve because 
they have so much time available because that time could be used to get extra work, isn't it? To get extra pay. But rather they, they've sacrificed the time to come and prepare the house of God so that the house of God will look appealing and welcoming to, for all of us. Amen. But this man had a need. Bible says he was well in advance in years and his wife was barren. And he needed a child. Amen. But in his servitude and in serving the Lord, the Lord visited him. See, the thing about serving God is that God visits you whilst you are serving. The, the problem we have sometimes is that we don't, we are not able to equate this to that. Most times we are one step logic. I give, I receive. I give, I receive. So when it comes to Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, that says, give. And uh, it says, it says uh, uh, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things. See, that's a two-step logic. You seek the kingdom first and its righteousness. Then all things will be added. So after you have sought the kingdom, sometimes when you move to the all other things being given to you, you can't equate it that this is the reason why I have this. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? You, you, we can't easily equate that the good I did for the house of God is what has given me this. We can't equate it because it looks too far away. Because it, then it shall be given, uh, uh, seeking first the kingdom and all other things. The, between the seeking first the kingdom and all other things, there is always time. And that time makes you lose the link between this and that. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. All of us in this room, let us help to build the house of God. Some of us, we cannot do it by ourselves. We don't have the means or the, the time or whatever. But my mother said something. Even if your legs cannot go, let your money go. I was young. She said to me that if you cannot go and serve God, let your money go. And I asked for my money, I don't want it to go. Then he said, let your legs go. So I decided to let my legs go instead. <laughs> but then I realized that as soon as my legs came, my whole body came, my money also had to come. So I should have chosen the first one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Serving the Lord has a reward. When you serve God, sometimes you can't see the link. You see, Zachariah couldn't see because it took a long time. He had been serving faithfully for years and he was still barren. And he felt that God had forgotten him, but God hadn't forgotten. I told you earlier on that God is a rewarder. God never owes anybody. So he'll pay. He, does, he never forgets. Amen. It may take a while, but he will come through. So God came through for this man, Zacharias. Hallelujah. God came through for him. There's another scripture in the, in, the, in the Bible that talks about Dorcas. How many remember Dorcas? In Acts chapter 9, Dorcas verse 36, the Bible says, At Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works. Somebody say full of good works. Full of good works. And charitable deeds. 
which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in the upper room. And since Lida was near Joppa, they, the disciples heard that Peter was there. They sent two men to him, imploring him to come without delay to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he had come, they brought, to, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Then Peter put them all out and knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and saw that it was Peter. She sat up and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and the widows, he presented her alive. Hallelujah. This is a woman who was doing good in the house. The Bible said the widows, everybody was showing them the tunics he had done for, she had done for them. Amen. They could not, they could not afford to make this person die because this person was a good person. It, it, ask your neighbor that if, if you were uh, Dorcas and you died, would you, the church people wash you and make sure that you are not buried? Um, ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor that question. Or they will, they will ask, who are you? They will say that, <laughs> let, let her go speedily. <laughs> that this is woman has caused trouble in the church. If she has died, <laughs> it's like our troubles have stopped. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? But they refused because she was a good woman. Full of good works. Blessing the house of God. Amen. Can that be said of you? That you are full of good works. Everybody in the church you are blessed. Everything in the house of God. When we look here we can see your handprint here. Your handprint there. Your handprint there. Your hand everywhere. When we see that even God will not want you to leave early. Hallelujah. Because you are full of good works. Amen. Number four, isn't it? So number one was what? Love, number two. Giving, number three. Service, number four. My eyes are trying to play tricks. I'm not going to wear glasses anyway. Amen. Your labor of prayer. Someone say labor of prayer. Oh, stop laughing at me. Go away. Labor of prayer. Pastor Sam, behave yourself. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Yesterday we were standing there. Pastor Sam had his glasses on. And we were all standing there. And he was trying to read something. Where the people, where we were supposed to sit. And they had written reserved. And he said, oh, it is reverend. Let's go. (laughs) 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 With his glasses. (laughs) 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 But for for Christelle, we would have embarrassed ourselves. (laughs) 
Colossians 4, 12. And he's laughing at me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Hallelujah. This is a man who was a laborer, laboring in prayers. Amen. It is hard work to pray. I say it's hard work to pray. It is even harder when you are praying not for yourself, but you are praying for people. It is hard work. In this church, every Monday to Friday, there is one hour that people have dedicated to pray. And they never pray for themselves. They are praying for us. Amen. They come every, between 12.45 and 1.45. There is... There are people in this, in this place, in this building, praying for us. As we are going about our work, we are going about our schooling, somebody has dedicated themselves to come and pray. Amen. It is a labor. It's work. And let me tell you something. That work will be rewarded. Amen. God will reward them for praying. Because you see, some of us, there are some accidents that passed us by. Some incidents that should have, you know, Happened to us. Didn't happen. And we don't even know about it. We are just going around, walking, I mean, minding our own business. And we don't realize that, but for the prayer that somebody dedicated themselves every day to come and pray here, you would have been a goner. Hallelujah. So every day in this church, there's somebody praying. Monday to Friday. Saturday, there are people praying. Sunday, there are people praying. There's never a day that this house is not open for prayer. Hallelujah. And so once you're a member of this place, you are secured. I said you are secured. Because somebody's praying for you. As you are traveling, as you are going up and down, somebody's praying. Hallelujah. Amen. Is my time up? Okay. Last one. Let me give you the last one for today. The last one is... Your labor of taking care of the needy. Matthew 25, 31 to 40. Bible says, when Jesus comes in his glory, all his holy angels with him, he will sit at the throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from the other, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right and the goats to the left. And the king will say to those who are on his right, Come, you blessed of the Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you gave me, you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Fed, uh, and feed you. When did we see you uh, thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? When did you see you naked and clothe you? And when, or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly I say to you, in as much as you have done for the least of these my brethren, you did it for me. Hallelujah. 
as you do it for the needy, blessed of the Father. In this church, every other Tuesday, we go to feed the homeless. Isn't it every other Tuesday? The homeless in the city, we go to feed them. Bible says that as we labor to feed the poor and the needy, we are doing it for them. Amen. So I'm encouraging those of us in this room, join the blessed of the Father department. Let's feed the homeless. Let's clothe the homeless. Psalm 41 verse 1, Bible says, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Number two, verse two says that the Lord will preserve and keep him alive. He will be blessed on the earth. You will not, he, you will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his sick bed of illness, and you will sustain him on his sick bed. Amen. So just for feeding the homeless, clothing the homeless. I think I read the scripture one day and asked my quiet time. And as soon as I finished, I called my wife and I said, from today, if anybody asks you, you are walking and driving or whatever, and any homeless person comes to ask you for money, give them. Whether you think they are going to use to buy drugs or whatever, that's not your business. Just give them. Because you don't know. That that secures you on your sick bed. That preserves you and that makes God keeps you, keep you alive. It's insurance policy. I say it's an insurance policy. How many like to take insurance? This is the greatest insurance policy. Amen. I'm reading the policy to you. Can you see it? When you consider the poor, God will deliver you from in times of trouble. When there is trouble, the Bible says that a thousand shall fall to the right, to the left, ten thousand to the right, but not, none of these things shall come near your dwelling place. Amen. You are insured when you give to the poor. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. I close with this. Proverbs 19, 17. I like this scripture. He says that he who has pity on the poor lends to God. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. God will never take from you and not give it back to you. Amen. When you have pity on the poor, God will pay back. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God is ready to pay back. So lend to the poor. Some of us, we have too many clothes in our wardrobes. Can't close your wardrobe. Yeah, I shouldn't go there. How many, how many know somebody who knows somebody who's... Not you, but you know somebody. There are some things that you haven't worn for three years. I shouldn't go there. There are some things you, you, have, you yourself, you haven't seen it. Because it's at the back of the back of the wardrobe. Listen, when you go home, gather those things, you are not going to wear them. You know, there are some things you have outgrown them because you have become big. Nudge the person next to you. 
If you suspect them, nudge them. Oh, I said nudge them. Or you've lost so much weight that you can't fit in it. That one too is there. Listen, in this church, we have a, a, a department. When you bring all those clothes here, we will organize it to the people that need it. But we have a day they come in. When is it, is it again? 24th August. They, we bring them here. They, become, they are our special guests. We give them a three-course dinner here, high table. We are organizing a bathroom for them so that when they can, we bring them every Sunday, they will go and have their bath and change their clothes. We will have clothes ready for them. Ironed, laundry and everything here. So they will go and have their bath, change into their clothes and come and sit here. You will know that they are homeless. Yeah. And they will sit with us. Amen. Yeah. Because that is what God expects us to do. We have too much to be greedy. We have too much in our wardrobes not to share with others. Amen. So I'm challenging you. Even when you are passing by and the place is locked, just put it on the green door. We will sort it out. We will iron, put, take them to the dry cleaners, sort them out, and hang it. So we hang it like a boutique. And then we give them one pound as they come in. Give them a pound. That pound, they have to give it to us back. So we give them a pound and say that buy, go and shop. So we give them a pound, they go in and they collect as many things as they, they, they like. And then when they get to the checkout, they give us our pound back. And they say that all these clothes I have bought. Because sometimes it's demeaning when they come in and just, you have to you are giving them, they don't like it that way. But when you give them a pound, so you shop, just shop. So how much is it? You, you just go in and shop. So how much is it? As soon as you get there, somebody standing there with a smile at the checker. How much is it? How many? This, the other. How many? It's a pound. So we know that somebody gave you a pound at the entrance. And at the exit, somebody says, it's a pound. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. We lent to God that way. How many are going to lend to God? Stand to your feet.